The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino and with me are Rob Newell and James Little. Hello guys. Hello. Hello everybody. Well, here we are. At the time of this recording, we are a mere four days away from the first game of the 2017 season. How are we feeling about the upcoming year? Excited. Excited, excited, excited. Really, really excited. Optimistic? Yeah, very excited. I think it's going to be a good year for for the 49ers and for NFL overall. Well, so let's talk about the 53-man roster as it stands now. Um, it was released earlier in the week, and there's already been some movement. What do you think about the lack of depth at quarterback? We're going into the season with only two quarterbacks, Brian Hoyer and C.J. Beathard. Two or one on standby that's possibly still a free agent, dare I say? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, um, They've made the decision, haven't they? Uh, I think the two quarterbacks that we've got have shown a bit in pre-season. The rookie's shown a bit in pre-season. The Topaz starter doesn't go down. but So, yeah, it, I think it's a bit of a strange one, but I think that they've done it to allow for another young player to be given another opportunity. Cause that's what this season, I think, for me, is going to be all about, is these young guys and them taking the opportunity. They're probably not all going to do it, but let's hope you know the ones that do do it could be in this team for a number of years so I can see why they've done it I don't think it's a bad decision I don't think it's a good decision well you know the time will tell <laughs> I think the idea of having two quarterbacks is a good idea I think a lot of teams do it I think the problem if there is a problem is Brian Hoyer's history it doesn't show that he can do 16 games yeah, that um, is my concern too and if that being a real concern then there's a lot of question marks about Mr. C.J. Bethard, is I, mean, I don't really know what we're getting there. Was he third or fourth round? And people said he was a reach when we got him. He's done okay in preseason, but the proper season is when the big boy football starts, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's a different I, game. I'm not. I'm worried about him there. But <laughs> but then Kyle Shanahan apparently wanted him, so so you have to trust the coach on that one. Well, and we do still have Nick Mullins on the on the practice squad, so technically there is another quarterback available to us. And I know I've been seeing things on SF Gate and Mercury News that if um, Barkley isn't picked up, there's always the possibility that if something happens, we could go back and pick him back up. Oh, I would have let Barkley go. There's no doubt about that. But. <laughs> so, what positions on paper? Well, granted, this is this is all supposition, and we're all talking about what it looks like on paper. Uh, what positions do you see are of strength right now, or even just sides of the ball, offense, defense? Defense for me. I think uh, I think the defense is going to be a lot stronger than it has been. I think our defense on paper looks better than our offense. Uh, mainly, you know, the, the rookie guys that we've got. Uh, well, Armstead, Buckner, uh, Foster, you know, the Beast. I think the defense looks, in my opinion, better than the offense. I think the roster's stacked to a defensive side of the ball, really. You've got, was it four running backs in total, including the fullback? Uh, only two quarterbacks, it seems to be to make room for an extra defensive back or an extra linebacker. But then we see what 
the linebackers are doing. If there is a position group that looks the strongest for me, it would be linebacker with Ruben Foster and Navarro Bowman. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. But I am I I'm really glad we brought back the fullback and having use check. So seeing oh, what yeah. they do with that running core is is gonna be interesting. Um, where do you think our biggest weakness is gonna be so far? I think overall depth. Not in one particular well one particular position, like you so say, you just mentioned the two quarterbacks. If we lose the starter, then we're immediately to a rookie, which is an unknown in itself. Uh, and then if anything happens to him, uh, I'd say quarterback would be the most uh, worrying position in itself. But uh, yeah, I just in depth in general. If I had to pick a position, I would probably say safety would be the one that worries me the most outside of the QB area we talked about. I mean, there's a few players at cornerback who can play safety, probably. And people talk about Jimmy Ward potentially moving across to play safety. But if Eric Reed was to go down, I think we could have a, a bit of a sort of scramble for positions back there. And so I think, especially when there's other people out there on the market who are available, I would have liked to have seen them perhaps go after TJ Ward from Denver or something. But. Yeah. And then we do have, what, 14 rookies on the team? And a number of them look to be starting. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more coming next year as well. It's going to be interesting. So what surprised you about the uh, the roster this year? The cuts. The uh, It surprises me with every team, not just our own team. And I don't know why it does surprise me, but it still surprises everyone. It's just the business side of the NFL. Um, so the biggest one, which I think is the one that's been talked about the most, which shocked me, or you know, which I thought I still think could be a bad decision, is get rid of Jeremy Curley. Uh, not not on a productive point of view. I mean, he was our most productive wide receiver last year, but what did we have last year? Not a lot. But I just think the experience. I think it's just removing another experience. But they must, you know, they've done it for a reason. They must think they could cope. I don't think they did it for, for a financial reason. Cause I can't imagine he was on a massive deal. Um, obviously, compared to the rookies, it would be so. Again, I think they've done, they've made that decision, which I think, if you, if there any, we ever find out what any of them think, would have been a d- tough decision to make. But I think they've done it to give another young guy a chance to shine. Um, I think that's what the whole ethos and everything now is. It's it's all a clean slate. We've got, ev- you know, everyone's new to the job. There's only a couple of guys, you know, a couple of veterans, Joe and uh, Navarro who have been around for a long time, which you can't afford to lose those guys because they're just their pure f- footballing experience. But I think the ethos is clean slate for everyone, new jobs for everyone. Uh, and I think that's, you know, that's why they made that decision. Hopefully Jeremy wouldn't, you know, didn't take it badly. I mean, he's just found, he's signed straight up back with the Jets, so he's probably absolutely fuming at the minute, having to go and play for them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just that was the most bizarre um decision but uh yeah can't really just besides that i don't think the roster was that shocking um in terms of it there was a couple of guys um that made it that i thought possibly could have been um practice squad guys but uh matt brad i was pleased that made it i think joe williams is he's in he's out for the season isn't he from my saying yeah so i think that's how he possibly made it but young guys could take the opportunity yeah um with regards to jeremy Kelly, i think that's the big name that people are shocked about i am 
on the other hand, I did predict that one before it happened. If you look at the Facebook group, so I'm quite pleased <laughs> with myself on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think we have to look at the what we've got coming through with Bolden and those punt returns. I think they're keeping him for the special teams game and sacking him as a wide receiver. Yeah, he's got the punt and a kickoff return already in preseason, I believe, for touchdown. So yes, it's exciting to watch that, and I think. Taylor also coming through in the, was it the sixth or seventh round selection. Looks like he could be a decent slot receiver. So I think we got. A, I think we're covered. But Lynch did say it was it was a difficult decision in his press conference after releasing Curly. But there was just so much talent that they ended up with that um, you know it's it's part of the business. Unfortunately, the bit that surprised me the most was probably the only the four running backs because Carlos has had injury history. And with Joe Williams going down, then there's like, well, and one of those is a fullback who's going to be obviously used a lot in the passing game as well. But there's obviously the Matt Barada is looking good as an undrafted rookie, particularly. But there's a lot on Carlos Hyde this year now. And I'm, I'm pleased we kept yeah. him because there's rumours of him going in a trade or something. I think it's going to be a big year for him. I think they're thinking behind. Uh, the, you know the the depth and the running back is that there's going to be a lot more blocking game. You know he's going to have a lot more blocks, so hopefully he doesn't get hit as much. Uh, you know with the fullback and uh, looking at Shanahan's system, they're thinking he's going to you know stay fit. They've got to you know the stand by their convictions in the uh, roster that they've selected. I mean, I think it's fair to say no one obviously wants to see anybody get hurt. But when Malcolm Smith went down and Reuben Foster got promoted to the starting lineup. And you see how he started that game against the Vikings in the third one, third preseason game, which is obviously the main one. First, first tackle of the game, he took Devin Cook yeah. out flying. That was amazing to watch. And just to see him in the starting lineup is going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see that kid play football. Of uh, he was my he was my draft pick uh, before the draft. I was absolutely ecstatic that we picked him, uh, and I really think he's going to become a good well a great player hopefully and he's got the right teacher you know if you could have put him in any team with a person who's going to teach him how to play that position the most effective you've got to say it's the beast who's you know he, he couldn't have chose a better t- a teacher in the league uh, and he's clearly got the potential so let's hope I think he's going to have an amazing year I personally think he, he could be in with a great shot this is early prediction for a def- defensive rookie of the year, I think we're going to see an awful lot from him. He's going to be up there. It's good to see number number fifty six flying around. It just seems right to see a fifty six linebacker flying around. It does indeed. Well, it all starts on Sunday, one twenty-five for me, nine twenty-five p.m. for you guys. Let's look at the game: the Panthers versus the Forty ers in Santa Clara Levi Stadium. Um, for me, it's difficult to predict what we're going to be seeing on the field this week because it is the first game of the, of the season. It's been discussed over and over that the team has been more than half remade. We've got a new head coach, a new general manager, a new scheme, new philosophy, hopefully a new attitude. Um, the Niners are going into this game as a five-and-a-half-point underdog as of this recording. Of course, you knowing the odds makers, that can always change. The Panthers have the Stanford phenom Christian McCaffrey. Cam Newton is coming back from shoulder surgery. On papers, the Panthers should own this game. But a lot of the stats out there are based on a 49er team that basically does not exist anymore. What do you guys think we're going to see on the field this week? I think the first thing to do is look back to last year in week two when we played the Panthers. And for... 
for what was basically a, a bad 49er team, let's face it, we held them for the best part of three quarters. And I think we have to look at the, co- the new coach and say, this is going to be a better team. The Panthers, like you say, with Cam's injury, you don't know what, what we're going to get there. He hasn't really thrown the ball yet in, in under sort of pressure. And I think we've got a defence that is going to put him under pressure now. They're designed to go after the quarterback and take him down. McCaffrey is going to be the interesting one to see, see him back in his sort of home state for a bit. Yeah, I uh, I think first of all I'd like to say that this is proper football we're going into. So we've got, you know, you can take what certain things from pre-season, but this is a proper football game. Um, I'd, I'll be honest with you, I've concentrated so much on what's been going on with our own team and there's been an awful lot going on with our own team. I haven't really had time to look at other teams in the NFL as of yet. I'm sure come Sunday when I wake up in the morning I'll be full of excitement. Uh, and I'll do a bit more research into the opponents that we're going to face. But no, at the minute I've been so much wrapped up in our own team, uh, not to look into them. But McCaffrey, I know from his college days, and apparently he's had a very good preseason. He is going to be deadly. Um, but I think we've we've got the uh, we've got the defense to cause them problems. Um, let's hope our offense steps up. And you know, there's been a lot of talk about whether our offense is going to be effective or our defense is going to carry us through games. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna have start to have an idea uh, come Sunday. But I think their main threat will be McCaffrey. Um, I do think um, Cam Newton will be rusty from what I've read. I said I've not seen anything yet, um, and I think if we can get at him and uh, not scare him because I don't think he's the kind of guy who does get scared. Um, but you know, give you let him let the let the de- oh, I'll use a, a British term. Let them know you're there. That's what we use in defenders in soccer there's as long as the defense let him know quickly that they're there and i think yeah we, we can cause uh, we can cause the problems i'm quite optimistic going into it it's week one there's no oh you know they had a bad game this week uh, last week you know are they going to carry on through it's it's a fresh start it's a new season it's proper football we've got a young hungry roster who are hopefully all going to be absolutely raring to go and go immediately out the blocks at week one uh, with the point to prove Speaking of McCaffrey, who do you think can contain him on our team? My man Foster. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's providing he gets through the initial D line. But if he does, I think he's going to be there. And uh, yeah, I uh, I think we're going to be looking at him if he does break through the initial D line. Uh, Foster. It depends where they line him up. To be honest, mm-hmm. if he plays and runs out wide, then Foster's going to meet him and meet him very quickly. Well, they're going to try and motion him out of the backfield, so I think it might be more on Bowman to, to sort of shadow him and go with him. But if he goes wide out to the, the sort of outside linebacker area, then yeah, Foster's going to be mm. looking for a leave a mark, shall we say. Okay, so now that we've talked about McCaffrey, what about the run game? Can the 49ers establish a good run game against Wilkes' defense? Can the 49ers establish a run game? That that'll be the battle. Um, Luke Keekley's been out last year for a long time, injured again, money, so he's just come back like Cam has to the offense. We'll find out early on if there's success there. Then I think it might be a run substitute by the short passing game. To be honest, and just move people around that way. But if anyone can scheme a way of getting a run game going, I'd trust Carl Shanahan to do it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I completely agree. I reckon. <laughs> To trust Shanahan if he can get one going, 
uh, we'll get one going. Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully Hyde will get <laughs> will get some decent blocks and he'll he'll find some decent layers to run in. But uh, I say, well, I say I thought uh, that if we ca if we can, it's going to be Shanahan's offense. It'll be quite a clash watching Juzette going through and taking on Keekley in the middle there. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, I know, didn't the Panthers have, like, the 10th-ranked defense on the run last year, stopping the run last year? Something like that. We can look it up. Um, so I don't like to look at last season. <laughs> <Can> I, <just laughs> I haven't looked at anything from last season. Sorry. Well, yeah, we want to put that in the past, don't we? Mm -hmm. So we Cam Newton has, like we'd been talking about earlier, only took uh, two snaps during the preseason. Is his lack of preseason going to help him, or is it going to hurt him? What do you think? I think it'll uh, it may hurt us in terms of things to go on how he currently is. It's an unknown, isn't it? If he's only taking two snaps, we don't we haven't got guys. Hope well, hopefully not. I know teams have done it in the past. We haven't got guys in the uh, Panthers camp spying on them, so we don't know how <laughs> he is uh, going to perform. So I think it might hinder us. It could help us. He he could be a lot worse than we think. But as long as we prepare for Cam Newton, who had an MVP season. Uh, then I, you know, if we prepare for that Cam Newton, then it's not going to surprise us, is it? So I, on the honest answer is I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was very patriotic of you there, James. Thank you. Yeah, hey. Um, I, it's tough to say because Cam was never the most accurate thrower anyway. And he was his success was built off the the dual threat, and it seems that in grafting McCaffrey and I've still got Jonathan Stewart there and. Curtis Samuel as well, I think, was the sort of dual threat draft pick they picked up. They want to seem to want to change Cam into more of a pocket presence and like, like Russell Wilson's done up in Seattle, really. And uh, I don't know if Cam has the game to do that. He's better off when he's got the chance to move and use his sort of size to... I don't know what the Panthers are going to try and do, but if they try and sit there and throw it, then he's not that accurate normally. <laughs> I mean, he's getting better, but he's not the. It's not as like he's trying to face Drew Brees or or Tom Brady about there. He's, he tends to throw him high and and let the receiver sort of have to work for it. So I think it could be interesting without that repetition and chemistry with his, those receivers, it could be knocking some rust off early, and there might be a couple of chances to sort of jump on it early. I think that's a good idea. Let's jump on it early. Hear us, Niners? Um, <laughs> so any other predictions you have for this game? Anything else you want to look for? Matchups? Two things on our, our offense. I'd like to see... I want to see the chemistry between Brian Hoyer and Pierre Garçon. Just for that sort of possession, move the chains, see if they can meet early. And then also in the passing game, I want to see if they're going to use Marquise Goodwin as a deep threat. Like his speed should allow him to, to to break free, and I'm not sure the Panthers or many people's secondary is going to have the speed to go with him. Uh, you see a couple yeah. of those deep balls against the Vikings when when he got free, just ran past people for fun. And if we can see some of that run run play option, then I think it'd be interesting to see and we get a better idea of what what this passing game is going to look like. Yeah, I think uh, for me, communication. Uh, you know how. These guys have been working together for a number of weeks. Like we say, a lot of them, well, I don't know whether it's the majority, but quite a number of them are rookies. So it'll be communication. It'll be how the scheme um, is trying, you know, how they all line up. Let's hope there's no meerkatting. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no meerkatting, no technical hitches. You know, for me, it was just looking uh, 
it's that initial right this looks like a decent football team this, they, they, they look like a bunch of guys that know how to play the game sounds you know patronising but that, I'll be looking for because there's the amount of rookies in the team I'll be looking for the communication how they, just how their general demeanour the confidence I'm sure they're young guys they're going to be full of confidence but it'll, it'll make me feel a bit more reassured seeing that you know the I hope not smack talk but you know the confidence the swagger the, the you know celebrating when they make a, a tackle um, you know bigging each other up I don't know you know so yeah it'd be uh, it'd be the communication for me would be the main thing Rob covered the rest I think offensively I think I've got quite a lot of confidence in our D well I think for me I would like to see fewer stupid penalties <laughs> We've had, I think we've had the worst record of penalties in the last couple of seasons. And between that and, and lousy cl- uh, clock management, uh, that drives me nuts. It, you know, this is this is a game of the clock. So let's manage what we have. Um, okay, some fun facts. Not that this is very fun on our side, but the Panthers lead the all-time series 12-8, to ick. Uh, the last meeting was a 46-27 win for the Panthers in Carolina in week two. I love last year when we allowed a 100-yard rusher and 200-yard receivers in the same game. Good God. (laughs) That does not bode well. But, again, different team that we're fielding this year. So, um, Back-to-back interceptions from Blaine as well, isn't it? Yeah, that too. Um, So, like we said earlier, the Niners are a a five-and-a-half-point underdog for the game as of this recording, but the Niners are also currently on a six-game winning streak in season openers. Can they continue that streak? Gosh, I hope so. Um, So I think now we should go to our two-minute drill and bring that back. Mark Lyon was kind enough to put together some questions for us. This is a timed segment, so we will answer as many questions, well, the boys will answer as many questions (laughs) as I can shoot at them in two minutes. Are you guys ready? Yep. Bring it on. Ready. Okay, I'm starting the countdown now. Rob, Andy Lee was recently released by the Panthers. Would you take him over Pinion as a team punter? No. Okay. James, which Niner do you think will be a surprise package breakout player this season? Ruben Foster. <laughs> if you, uh, Rob, if you could have any former Niner and plug him into the current team, who would it be and why? Ronnie Lott. I would have back just to marshal the defense and just keep, keep control of the center field area. Anyone goes in there is going to get hit. <laughs> James, who gets in the Hall of Fame first? Terrell Owens, Patrick Willis, or Frank Gore? Patrick Willis. I agree. (laughs) Rob, uh, which Niners position excites you the most for the current season? Linebacker. Because of Ruben Foster. (laughs) (laughs) He is an exciting player. Uh, James, will we get 16 games out of Bowman and Hoyer? No, sadly not, I don't think. Okay, Rob, thousand yard receiving seasons for Garcon, Goodwin, both, neither? I'm going to say both. I think they can do it. I think the the steady possession is going to come from Garcon, but I think the the big playability of of Goodwin is going to get him there this year. James, thousand yard rushing season for Hyde and Breda, both or neither? Eh, I think Hyde more than Breda. So, I think just hide, so it'll have to be neither, won't it? 
Uh, okay, Rob. With Hoyer's injury record, is it the right decision to carry two quarterbacks on the 53? We already answered that, but go for it. Is it the right decision? Yes, it's the right decision. I'm just not sure it's the right two quarterbacks. Okay. And we have five seconds. How many wins will it take to win the NFC West this year? Uh, no. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> no. That was fun. <laughs> uh, that last one. Uh, I was just trying to think. Not past records. I was like, uh, I don't know. Panic. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be the Seahawks. I had to say it. But never mind. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Nine seems a little low. I just yes. panicked, I know. Yes. I just panicked. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. That's terrible. Nine. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about today? No, I think we've covered it. Bring on football. Yay. Yes. It's whether you want to do a season prediction or not. You ready? Do you, should we do it? What's our uh, our season only? The Niners season. What is their yeah. record going to be at the end of the year? Rob, you can go first. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be good. I've got a sneaking suspicion that we're going to surprise a lot of people this year, and I'm going to. I'm torn with two games to decide, but I'm going to split those. So I'm going to say that the 49ers are going to go ten and six. Ooh, Ooh nice, nice. Ooh. James? Might be a slow start, but I think we come back strong at really? the end. Really, uh, I'm thinking. I think the schedule helps. I I was really down uh, before on our uh, what's the word potential. I think we're going to win eight games. I think eight. Oh. I think eight. Yeah. Eight and eight. Yeah. Okay. I think right. so. I think that'd be good progress. Well, I am going to remain cautiously optimistic as always. That has been my motto. But I think I, I think we're going to do better than last year. I think we're going to do better than the year before. But I don't think we're going to do much better than the year before. So I'm saying we're going to go 5-11. and 11, But then I'm saying next year we're going to go 10-6. and six. Ooh, early, 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 early predictions. Early prediction. (laughs) And that's our show for this week. Enjoy week one. Again, in the UK, it's on at 925 Sunday night. In the West Coast of the United States at 125 Pacific. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thank you for Mark Lyon, Andrew Mitchell, Graham Ross, and Daryl Nels Heinemann has joined the group. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. For all the work that they do in the group and the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Niner Empire GP and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GP. It's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. On behalf of Rob Newell and James Little, I'm Kat Victorino saying thank you for listening. We will catch you next time.